This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League, presented by United Dairy Farmers. The Hot Stove League is brought to you by the Holy Grail Banks Tavern and Grill. Norcom, your audiovisual information technology solutions provider. Nor-com.com. GTM Food Group. Let's create great dishes together. Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. And by MSA Design. Design, create, innovate. The Reds Hot Stove League is also brought to you by... Stove League on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome into the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. With Jim Day, I'm Tommy Thrall. Thanks so much for joining us. Our phone number, if you want to call in and uh, talk to us today on the Hot Stove, it's 513-749-1360. One more time, 513-749-1360. Certainly an exciting show today. We'll welcome in Michael Lorenzen here in just a moment. But, uh, Jim, how, how have you been doing the last uh, couple weeks? Uh, I, 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 have you been keeping busy? Have you been finding things to do? Well, it's we were all in the same boat, right? Trying to find things to do. So, oh yeah, when <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. those homeowners out there know that there's always something to do, as far as being a homeowner. So, delving into that, but yeah, trying to keep busy. Uh, not much has changed, Tommy. Just like everyone else, good, hunkered down, just, trying to get through as best as possible. Hunker down waiting for baseball to start. I think that's what we're all kind of doing. I, you know, it's funny. I, I actually made the comment to somebody the other day. I said, you know, I, I, this, is an, this is actually a time where I wish I owned a house, so that way I would, I would have some projects to do. Maybe yeah. I should be careful what I wish for. Uh, oh, probably should talk to you yeah. first. Yeah, well, yeah. this might be a sign that the quarantine is going on a little longer than uh, we thought. Um, I stopped to admire flowers. <laughs> Yeah, I was. I've been doing the same thing, especially uh, when, when you're out walking around the city, because there's so many. There's especially early in the spring, there were so many trees that were in full bloom and flowering, mm-hmm. and yeah. I mean, just uh, just you know, you. I guess you create uh, or you you come up with a different appreciation for things that maybe you didn't have before. And you know what? It's not all bad. But um, well, glad to hear you're doing well. Uh, uh, obviously, great to. Uh, be with you. We'll talk uh, a lot of things. In fact, I, I want to get your thoughts on some of the proposed rule changes that we may see if and when baseball gets going. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. And I know that uh, the podcast is ramped back up, so we'll talk a little bit about that as well. But right now, how about we welcome in Reds pitcher, outfielder, uh, who knows, maybe even DH. We'll see what happens uh, when baseball resumes. Michael Lorenzen. How you doing, Michael? 
I'm, I'm hanging in there. How about you? Yeah, now you, it seems, have stayed very busy over the quarantine. I mean, you've had a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah, I've stayed uh, as busy as I possibly can. I got quite a bit going on, like you said, um, with, you know, the Zen Den. I've been rehabbing my knee, making sure that that thing is dialed in and we're making progress with that um and then obviously playing catch every day throwing bullpens um i've thrown quite a few bullpens already and then um i'm hitting every day as well so my days are jam packed well we get to see it firsthand on social media this zen gun thing uh, when i tune in and watch you in the zen gun, and i've told you this uh, in fact on the podcast recently that it just wears me out and makes me feel worse about myself and it makes me go work out but uh, it's been going well going through that workouts with the fans can you tell the fans that aren't knowledgeable about what you're doing what you are doing yeah so every tuesday thursday and Saturday, so Tuesdays and Thursdays on my own Instagram, I'm doing what I've what I've been calling the Zen Den. And at first, it started out with as just work out with me for 15 minutes. I'm going to come up with, you know, a body weight workout that we can do together. And then as it's progressed, it's kind of turned into I've been getting a ton of good questions from um, the youth and stuff. So I wanted it to almost be more of a look. This is what I do to take care of my body. So today we're going to go over. I threw a bullpen today, so we're going to go over my shoulder uh, care program after I throw a bullpen. Um, so now it's just more I, – I want it to become more of like an educational tool for the youth. And then we're doing that same thing on Saturdays, but on, on Major League Baseball's Instagram. So they've been um, awesome, and they've been willing to support it. And so, yeah, it's been a good time. And they're, they're at 12 o'clock p.m. Pacific time and, and three, obviously 3 o'clock Eastern time. So if you want to tune in, tune into the Zen Den. You're welcome. <laughs> That's outstanding. Now, where, where do you come up with the workouts? I know you've been – those that don't know, and if you don't know, you've been living under a rock. But most people are well aware that you are a workout machine. But where, where do you get, I guess, the workouts from? Where, where have you collected all the information that you've been able to put this stuff together? Because, I mean, a lot of this stuff is, are, are things that, you know, it's personal trainer-esque. <laughs> yeah, so I've, it's just a, a collection of, of knowledge that I've been able to see. I've, I've just been seeking it ever since, you know, my freshman year of college, my senior year of high school. I've realized that my body is um, really my number one thing that I need to invest into because, you know, I'm a professional athlete. So I'm going to invest into my body and I'm going to seek out the best, you know, teachers, the best uh, movers and stuff like that. And I want to be able to apply that to my body. So really it's just, it's just a full, you know, wide spectrum of knowledge. Um, and I'm learning a lot, you know, through this quarantine, um, a lot more about the, about the human body. So, you know, this quarantine situation, I've taken advantage of it to, to even, you know, get deeper into understanding uh, my body. Well, one of the cool things that I think you did was trying to let people know since most gyms around the country have been closed, uh, how you can work out at home with just things that you have at home and being creative in that regard. Um, what are some things that people can do around the house? And the, the, the one thing that blew me away was this bat challenge. 
Yeah, yeah. It's just the crazy, one of the hardest things I've ever seen done. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. Just I wanted to make a workout with just using all you need is a baseball bat. Obviously, a lot of people that follow me follow me because of baseball. So um, I figured that most people have a baseball bat at home. And so we did that bat walk challenge uh, with the core, good for core and stability. With that, we did some different things where you could work on a squat and moving around in the squat um, where, you, where you let the bat kind of drop back and forth and you catch it right before it hits the ground. Um, you could do footwork with the bat on the ground using the bat. Um, you could do, you know, a ton of different things, one-legged squats, two-legged squats. So, yeah, there's just so many things that you could do um, while, while, like you said, there's no gyms open. I've you been know, doing a lot of handstand you... work myself against the wall, which yeah, has been good. Yeah, I, I don't think Jim and I are doing many handstands. I don't think we're to that point <laughs> yet. Did, did you try the bat thing, Jim, by the way? Because I did, and I thought for sure I was going to hit myself in the head as I, as I failed miserably. <laughs> Not a chance. See, when you get older, you know your limitations. So I'm so you tried the bat okay. walk challenge. You tried the bat walk challenge, but you didn't film it, huh? <laughs> no, I, I didn't did film it. I, it. <laughs> I, I, I think yeah, I gave a it a try. People, there'd be a lot of people interested in seeing you fall on your face. <laughs> that, that, that. Yeah, I'm sure there would. <laughs> You're not wrong about that. There's no question about that. It was uh, <laughs> it was an absolute catastrophic failure. I mean, it it was. I don't even think I got off the ground. So. Yeah, that was that was impressive. But besides, but besides the workouts, and 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 I do have I have one last thing about the workouts because I think this is important. Uh, a lot of athletes, a lot of young athletes, probably think that it's it, all that matters is that you just get stronger. But you're very focused on not just getting stronger, staying lean, adding muscle, but also staying flexible because that is so important especially in baseball, to have your flexibility and in not just baseball, but what you do by playing the outfield, uh, hitting, and pitching. How do you maintain the flexibility in addition to the strength and weight training you do? Yeah, it's, it's, it's straight discipline uh, when it comes to that. It takes a ton of time. You have to be willing to put in the time and put in the work, not just, you know, 30-second stretches every day. But, I mean, I'm going through 45 minutes. Uh, mobility routines daily um, just for mobility itself, uh, whether it's my lower half or something specific. So you just have to be willing to put in the work. It's, it's um, a lot of people see, you know, the, the cool stuff with me, you know, dumbbell benching a lot of weight or med ball slams or, you know, the pull-ups and all that stuff. But, you know, the reason why I don't post the other stuff is because no one really wants to see me sit on the floor for 45 minutes and go through some stretches, you know, two minutes at a time it's not very it's not very uh fun to watch but that stuff is insanely important and you know for me i just feel like i'm on this journey to to kind of try and master my body i know i never will but i want to be um i want to have an understanding of my body so well and and figure out how to master my body and that's one way if you want to master you know all these different pitches well you got to master your body first and so i've kind of taken that approach you're trying to master it. Jim and I are just trying to figure out where ours is. So that's great. <laughs> that's good stuff. 
Well, uh, Michael, we want to keep you around and uh, talk some baseball here coming up as well, but we got to get to a break. Uh, this is the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. To celebrate Nurses Appreciation Day, fans can enjoy special offers on Reds fan club memberships. That's right. When you purchase a membership, the Reds will donate uh, they'll donate a membership as well to a local nurse and their family. For additional offers and details, visit reds.com slash fan clubs. Uh, we continue now with Michael Lorenzen along with Jim Day. I'm Tommy Thrall. Thanks for joining us. Again, the phone number is 513-749-1360. Uh, Michael, I've got to ask you about this day. You uh, pitched. You played the outfield. Uh, you hit a home run. You, you know the day I'm talking about. Where does that rank in your baseball memories? I mean, for you personally, <laughs> wh wh where's that at? I mean, because that was – and I think you got the win that day, right? Yeah, so I did get the win. I'll tell you what. Um, that actually doesn't rank very high <laughs> in my what? baseball really? memory because I gave up a, I gave up a, a home run to Jay Bruce that game, and so I, I still kind of feel that. Um, just I'm pretty competitive, so I still feel that little bit of anger in my stomach when I think about it. So um, it's after the fact was when you when you have baseball cards with you and Babe Ruth on it. It's awesome to look back at it, and it, obviously it's awesome to think about it that way. But as it was happening, it wasn't the greatest experience um, that you would think. For me, it was a great experience, but it's not, it's not up there. Um, I think there's a game against Pittsburgh that is going to be even higher late. It was like one of the last – I think it was the last series of the season where I played, you know, six innings in center field, pitched the seventh and eighth inning, um, had a base hit to take the lead and – you know, like the eighth inning, and then got to go back out to the outfield and play the ninth. That was that was awesome. Right. That that was a pretty cool day. You're right. Good point. Hey, Michael. As far as what's going on right now, I know when um, they first shut the game down in spring training, there was a lot of uh, calls going on and a lot of direction for you guys to stay in shape and to do. Um, certain exercises, et cetera. How much is that still going on? Is it still about the same? How often do you communicate with the team or coaches? Yeah, so there's nothing that we really know about still. I think we're waiting. We're still waiting on Major League Baseball uh, to come up with a plan um, for us to look at. Um, but, you know, we I've been keeping in contact with the team. We just had a, a Zoom meeting with Amir and the catchers and J.R. House and Caleb Cotham, DJ was on the call and talking about, you know, they brought up certain at-bats. And so we're still, we're still um, in touch and, and um, you know, making sure that when the, when the time does come that, you know, we're ready to go. When that time is, we it still don't like <laughs> well, we're certainly all in that holding pattern together. Uh, it, it seemed yeah. like in spring training, your focus was just on a different level. And I know you had made a comment about wanting to throw, uh, what was it, 103, I think. And um, yeah. But it, it didn't seem like you were strictly focused on velocity. Uh, I remember vividly your command was outstanding in the spring, uh, especially for where we were in spring training. I mean, it looked like you were 
on point with your control. Uh, it, was that part of that the, that training in the offseason as well, was to, to really not just increase your velocity, but also get, dial in that control a little bit too? Yeah, so really it's just what I'm trying to dial in is my body and my mechanics and the way that my body's moving and sequencing and, and when I'm – I'm exerting my power when I'm, you know, slow and smooth. So all of those different things are so important in the timing of it. And so that's where if I do those things properly, that's where I see myself throwing, you know, harder and harder. And that's why this year I put, put that goal as 103 miles per hour. Um, but when you're doing all these things properly, couple things happen and one of them is your velo is going to go up and the other one is you're going to have better command because your body's you're repeating it you're doing the proper um you're sequencing properly your move your body's moving properly so you're getting in all the proper positions and that those are just the results of doing everything that i'm doing and so when i say yeah i'm going to come out and throw 103 miles per hour that's not like that, of course, that that's a goal, but that's not what I'm completely focused on. I'm just focused on moving my body properly, and I know that that's going to be an end result. Well, it's pretty training to follow up on that. I was amazed that you showed me the little tweak that you made as far as getting the hips and the shoulder aligned and more about um, the positioning of your foot. Uh, and it's just one yeah. very slight adjustment that you can now pick apart with some of the technology and can you tell the story of the first day that you started throwing after that you asked them how hard you threw yeah that's a good memory you got there jim day my goodness um yeah so <laughs> but yeah you're exactly right it's just um i was known for you know coming up onto my totes uh really soon in the leg lift and because of that my hips like it just threw everything up right from the beginning right when i'd lift up my leg i was coming up onto my toe too soon and now i have energy going towards um you know the third base dugout rather than towards the catcher and i'm not rotating my hips properly and because of that just all these different things are going to um happen and then your body's going to have to compensate and thankfully i was able to still throw you know high velocity while doing doing that so, you know, me and Trevor, I've been using Trevor Bauer um, as basically just I'm bouncing all these ideas off. He understands mechanics well. So, you know, Trevor's a guy that he doesn't only bring, you know, quality start to the table, but he brings, you know, a mind that under, that's going to get you better, and he's open um, for you to help. So, but anyways, that's just one of the things that I fixed, and it was allowing me to rotate my hips properly, and it was allowing, you know, my my upper body to do what it's supposed to do and yeah i think i was you know i think most outings i was sitting 98 99 and i was touching 100 and, and you know i remember one outing in spring training i'd been throwing quite a bit and i was like man i'm just gonna i'm just gonna let off the break and and just cruise nice and easy just get my work in and i'm looking back at the radar gun and i'm seeing 97 and i was like whoa what in the world is going on so this just shows that, you know, it is working for me to be that that firm that early in spring training, and I'm trying to actually, you know, take my foot off the gas. That's a good sign. Uh, I would agree, definitely. Well, Michael, always fun to chat with you. I'm glad to hear things are going well with you, and uh, hopefully we'll see you back in a batter's box and back on a mound sometime in the relatively near future. 
Yes, sir. You know I'll be ready, and you know we'll be ready. We're coming for that championship. Um, we're coming after it. This is going to be our year. Love it. Love it. Michael Lorenzen joining us. This is the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF 513-749-1360. We'll take your calls, answer your questions when the hot stove continues next on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. Become a member of the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum presented by Dinsmore and receive an exclusive Marty Brenneman bobblehead. Sign up at RedsMuseum.org. Quantities are limited and available with all levels of membership. Please note that the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum is currently closed through May the 12th. With Jim Day, I'm Tommy Thrall. Thanks for joining us. Phone number is 513-749-1360. We've got Ryan in northern Kentucky on the line. What's up, Ryan? Hey, Ryan. Hey, it's Brian. I got disconnected. Oh, well, how about that? Are, are You're back now, so what's up, Brian? Oh, sweet, man. I, I was just calling it. Hey, I got a question. Uh, first of all, is Jim Day staying in shape? Is he been running hills with Votto? Is he doing okay? <laughs> well, this might be the true sign of the apocalypse. I have been working out, but not with Votto. <laughs> Tommy, I, I I had a question. Um, in watching the, the KBO the last couple nights, which isn't bad, actually, just noticed that the Carl Ravage and, 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 and Adora Perez, they're not even at the ballpark, you know, which is obvious. I mean, it's in Korea, but but they're in their houses, you know, not even together. What guidance has, has MLB given to broadcasters as to what you're going to be able to do as far as, and even, Jim, you guys being on the field and being in, what is, what is that going to look like? Yeah, appreciate the call, Brian. I, I actually have uh, no idea right now. I mean, I, I – until you brought it up, hadn't really thought about it much. Um, it, it does make you think a little bit. I think ESPN's budget to make home setups a little more feasible are, is probably a little different than what we might be working with. In order to do that, in order to do an off-site broadcast, you really have to have multiple camera angles. Uh, and, and to do it well, you have to have multiple camera angles uh, because you've got to – especially – you know, something like baseball, and, and really all sports, it's it's very different uh, sport to sport, but baseball, say you have a couple of guys on base, you need to be able to have an idea of where the base runners are because one camera is not going to cover all that when a ball is put in play. So you have to be able to keep up with multiple things at one time. When, when the when the ball is put in play, uh, your eyes are going all over the field to keep track of, of all of the action and all of the moving parts that go on in any given play. So... It would certainly be a challenge if, if that's what Major League Baseball decides needs to happen. But uh, at this point, uh, Jim, unless you've heard differently, I, I haven't heard much of, no, as far as what been, we're going to uh, be asked to do. You know, despite all the uh, the work that MLB is doing behind the scenes for planning for different scenarios, and, and you know, it's been extensive talks, there hasn't been the trickle-down effect of talking to uh, at least us, the broadcasters. So we've been given no direction as to what might happen. Um, and I, on the league level, I'm still sure they, they still don't know what's going to happen. There are so many scenarios out right. there, although the commissioner said that he believes they will play in some form or fashion in 2020. Uh, but I think that things will change. I'm not so sure that we'll be off-site doing the game from our home. At least I hope not. 
Now, as far as uh, being in the camera well in the dugout, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that there will be some social distancing as much as they, they possibly can, at least initially. And you probably won't have open clubhouses. This, and I'm just get this is just my opinion. I'm just guessing at what might happen. That there won't right. be open clubhouses for the media to just come and go. That there will be a, a designated spot or a designated system, really, to talk to players. And that might be from a distance. That might be through a window. I, who knows? Um, but I think that will be different. Yeah, and the clubhouses had already been closed to the media and non-essential personnel uh, really the last couple of days of spring training, right, before everything got shut down. Um, at the Reds' last game, so the, the clubhouses were closed. Um, the last game that was played, that the Reds played, the next day was an off day, and then the last day that games took place, the Reds were rained out. Um, and then that was it. So we had already seen that happen. I don't expect that to change uh, as long as all of this is still going on, and especially while baseball is wanting the players to socially distance within the clubhouse. So uh, access is going to look a lot different uh, from our perspective once things uh, get going again. There, there's no question about that. Five five one three seven four nine thirteen sixty. if you'd like to call in and be a part of the show uh well, jim we want to talk about your podcast coming up in a little bit uh, i know that's certainly something uh that you've you've ramped back up again and, and you've had some great guests there was one i wanted to talk about a couple of weeks ago when when you were on but we didn't get a chance to get into that so we'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on there have been a lot of interesting rule changes that have been proposed if and when the season resumes. Uh, let's get into some of that a little bit later on as well. This is the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. Join the Reds, Major League Baseball, and sports leagues around the country today to think our doctors, nurses, and healthcare workers tape the name of a worker you want to honor on a Reds jersey or T-shirt and salute them by posting a picture or video on social media and use the hashtag #TheRealHeroes. That's a cool thing going on right now. So search for that hashtag uh, if you've got a Reds Reds jersey or T-shirt. Put somebody's name on it. Post it. That's that's pretty cool. Good stuff going on with Jim Day. I'm Tommy Thrall. Thanks for listening in. You can. Give us a call. Be a part of the show if you'd like. If you've got a question, maybe a comment, just want to talk some baseball, 513-749-1360. Jim, you and I have both read a lot of the articles that are being talked about and and being written and um, discussed about what baseball may look like once it returns. It's going to be a shortened schedule. Um, That much we know. Probably some doubleheaders. And there have been a lot of proposed rule changes. Um, I'm curious, have have you looked over some of the the possible rule changes that have been reportedly considered or uh, proposed uh, once things get going? And and are there any that kind of stand out to you that you may particularly like? Well, I think if there's any time to try some things, it would certainly be this year if they play on a short season. Um, Most of the time they'll, they'll test things out in the minor leagues. But what better time to test some things out at the major league level in a season that's already different, already un- unprecedented? So why not try some things out? The biggest one for me, and this might be boring, but 
Um, and it's actually one that I, I'm mostly old school as far as baseball goes, but I've been kind of turning the corner on some things. Um, and one of which is our ties. Um, I think, <laughs> no, you can laugh all you want. I, I am totally for playing nine innings and nine innings only. And if it's tied, then it's tied. Whether you come up with a point system or half a game or whatever you want to do, um, you just look at the number. You look at in the ballpark after in extra innings, people leave the ballpark. Not everyone. It's, it's a near empty house by the end. You know, if you're in the 14th inning, there's hardly anyone there, especially on a week night. The TV ratings go down in extra innings. Everything goes down. You're overworking pitchers. You're having to send guys down because they threw and they, you need an extra arm. So that's kind of unfair. It has guys to go down to the minor leagues. It disrupts your travel. It disrupts your sleep. It disrupts everything. And it, in the end, I just don't think it's worth it playing extra any games in this day and age when you put all those factors I, on the table. I think they should go to ties. I, I mean, I – I see what you're saying, and I don't entirely disagree with everything except for the fact I cannot, I can't stomach ties in a regular, ordinary circumstance championship season, and I, I, I can't do it this year either. I, the thing that I would like to see, I guess my compromise to that would be if you start with a runner at second base, I think they started this in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, they're doing it in the minor leagues, I think the upper levels of the minor leagues. And it's something that has greatly reduced the number of extra innings that are played. And the thing I like about it, because I still want to see a winner and a loser. I, d I don't want to see a tie. I, 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 think, I think we saw the overwhelming response to ties in baseball at the All-Star game that was played in Milwaukee not all that long ago. Um, and that was just an all-star game, and there was an uproar about it ending in a tie, So, that, let alone a regular season game. So you start with a runner at second base, and here's why I'm in favor of that concept, especially uh, with this season coming up. It forces you to execute. It forces you to do the little things to advance the runner and get that run home. Uh, typically, teams that do that and are able to do that are better teams, and they end up winning those games. And I think that's that's a relatively fair way to do it. Both teams have the same situation. Uh, both teams start with a runner at second, get the runner over, get them in, you win the game. And uh, so that's something that I would be more in favor of than just saying end in ties. Maybe you do a sort of a uh, – it's kind of an ode to what they do in, in hockey, and you have a shootout. Maybe you do a three-man home run derby or something like that. Just just something different uh, that, that creates some excitement and extra innings. Uh, but I, I just – I'm still not to a point where I could stomach ties, and I understand the reasoning or the thought process behind it to save guys, but I just I, – I can't – I cannot get on board with that just yet. So that would be my counter to that. Well, if there's only if there, we're talking about 162 games, not this year, but uh, going forward, that's a lot of games. I mean, that is a tremendous amount of games. If it was only a 16 game NFL season, which the NFL plays overtime, but they still have ties. Um, right. You know, hockey does a shootout now. They used to have ties. Um, but none of them are playing 162 games. It is such a long season and to elongate it by these extra any games uh, in this day and age i just think it's one thing that they they need to look at so we'll agree to disagree uh, I, on that we, we will and you know what i even said ties because it, i'm it stunned actually about everything well, i believe in but 
No, I know. I'm glad I was sitting down because that would have thrown me off big time. I, I am. I, I am very much shocked. Here, here's one for you. It, it, it sounds like there are going to be scheduled doubleheaders if and when this thing gets going. That sounds like that's something that has kind of been proposed early, and that that really hasn't – they haven't backed off that concept yet. So how, do, how would you feel about seven-inning games and doubleheaders? Well, if I'm for ties to – um, savor the athlete. I certainly can't be against seven inning double headers. So no, um, I, I, no. I had a feeling you're going to be on board with that one pretty quickly. Well, you know, no, I, I, I would like to see personally. I would like to see nine inning game, um, whether it be a tie or not. But in this unprecedented situation where you're going to play so many games in such a short period of time, I think it's smart to do seven innings this year, not in the future. Right. I, I would agree. Well, I don't think you'll see scheduled double headers in the future either. So, uh, I mean, those are kind of a – they're still kind of an unusual – not – I don't know, unusual is not the right word for it, but I wish it's not like they're did. a normal thing. Yeah, I wish they still did, yeah. but not day-night double headers. Do the traditional double headers where the games are back-to-back. Well, yeah. You're not the wrong day, there. Man. Big those fan of that. That, yeah. Well, I would be okay getting back to that. But, yeah, seven-inning doubleheaders, definitely be on board with that. 513-749-1360. If you've got a uh, comment about what we're talking about, feel free to ring us up. We'll talk some podcasts coming up next. This is the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF on the Reds Radio Network. Wrapping things up on the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. Reds fans get an inside look into Reds players, broadcasters, and the MLB season each week with two Reds podcasts. Every Monday, catch the Jim Day podcast presented by Kroger. And Tuesday, don't miss Behind the Mic with Tom Brenneman presented by PNC Bank. Subscribe now at Reds.com slash podcast. Jim, who you got coming up on the podcast? Did you say Tom Brenneman has a podcast? Tom Brenneman has a podcast now. Can you believe that's, that? That's the, the only thing that is more shocking than me saying I'm for ties is that. No, uh, no, it's more shocking than you saying that. <laughs> no question. We kid. We kid. Uh, Do we, though? You know, Do we? I'm, I'm trying to make them as fresh as possible since we're doing the uh, last couple of weeks. We've been doing what I call around the horn. And that is uh, giving in to the edict. Uh, I made an edict of not doing phone interviews when I started the podcast. I just think the interviews, I, I like to look at the person in the eye when I'm interviewing them. Uh, but during this unprecedented situation, uh, we've just been calling around to, to Red's players and having teammates call teammates. Um, so we actually haven't worked out who it's going to be yet this week because we want to surprise call some people. So although right. – we have some okay. guests in the work as work works as well, um, some big name Reds fans. So um, you just have to stay tuned, but it will drop on Monday, Tom. Uh, all right. Well, very good. And now here's my question to you: uh, With Tom Brenneman having a podcast, you've tried to get him on your podcast, and Tom would have a yeah. lot of very interesting stories to tell. Uh, has he done your podcast yet? He has not. He has. But he not. has his own podcast. I know. Well, I, you know, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to throw Tom under the bus here, but he's just been. Oh, against, come on, come on! Not, you know how many times he has chucked you right under those tires. Oh yeah, I yeah no, I've, I've been <laughs> killed killed many times. Um, but he just thinks that he has nothing interesting to say, and I'm like, <laughs> we're talking about 30 year career, a 
of calling MLB games, NFL games, college basketball. He worked with Harry Carey, for goodness sakes. Oh, I know. He's, and and Grace. It, He's got a thousand stories to tell. Johnny Bench even called games. Um, thousand stories to tell. So we're still working on that. But now that he has his own podcast, yeah. Things have changed. And now that he's got a little now that he's got a little better idea what it's all about. And and to be fair, Tom genuinely feels that way. He really does. He just doesn't think anybody would care to hear what he has to say, but he would have some great, great stories. Great stories. It would be it would be fun. No question. Oh, he's a fun guy. Tom is a great guy. I, he's he's a dear friend yep. to both of us. And uh, yeah, we. I'm I'm glad he's got a podcast now. I think that'll be good. Maybe it'll warm him up to doing yours as well. Listen, hey, pal, we're out of time, out of partner. We've. All right, pal. Yeah. <laughs> we just crushed another hour here on the Reds Hot Stove League. Big thanks to Michael Lorenzen for hanging out with us today for the first half hour. Also, thanks to the broadcast sheriff Dave Keaton keeping us on the air back in our network studios. For Jim Day, I'm Tommy Thrall. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week in the Reds Hot Stove League on the Reds Radio Network.